Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. Thank you so much for joining me. We are not reviewing a song today per se. We are reviewing a show. A show that I was not aware of. I don't claim to be this giant, you know, Metallica fount of all knowledge sort of thing. And one of the things I love about the band is just constantly finding out new occurrences in their history. Uh, cool appearances that, as I say, were obscure to me prior. And today is no different. Today we are going to be looking at their surprise show. Uh, the Download Festival in Donington 2003. Obviously the band have a story history with that field as a whole this was important show for a lot of reasons one you know it was rob's first show off american soil and it was also just a very cool sort of intimate show that they don't normally do we're going to get onto all of that with the guest in one moment but just before i do please follow the show at metallica pod please get in touch with me metallica pod at gmail.com if you want to come on you want to discuss a song you want to be like today where you just want to discuss something metallica based you know let's go it's working out so far really enjoying that so support the show as well itunes uh, leave us a review Patreon as well. If you want to support, you know, you can give to back to the show. We'll give back to you in terms of Alpha Metallica content. But uh, I'll delay no more. Uh, really excited to get into my guest, get into the topic. Uh, Martin, how's it going? How's it going, man? You all right? I'm well, man. I'm well. And uh, you say you're a lifelong Metallica fan in your email. So yeah. how far does that span back? What's your first experiences with the band? Um, probably around sort of 10, 11 years old. You know, I was always aware of, um, you know, you hear the you hear Enter Sandman and all the Black Album stuff, the odd, you know, one on Kerrang and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I was aware of them, sort of liked them, but it wasn't until I was sort of, you know, sort of 11, 12 and actually, you know, really getting into metal and rock and all that sort of stuff that I really started to to dig down into it. And uh, yeah, actually, my first uh, proper intro into uh, Metallica was Reload. Right. <laughs> and where, where does that rank for you as, as a record? Uh, I love them. I love Load and Reload. Um, Get off the uh, podcast now, but no, it's fine. We can. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they hold a they hold a place uh, for a lot of people. But as I said before, yeah. you know, uh, you got in touch with me, and I wasn't aware of this show. And of course, I wanted to discuss it. It was fascinating for me, not least because I'm a Brit. And it involves Download Festival to a certain extent, which, uh, you know, always give me some pride. So um, talk us through this then. You were there as a fan. Were you aware that this sort of secret show was going to go down or? I was aware about 30 minutes before it went down. Mm. <laughs> so this is, so, I should no. say this is 2003 Download Festival. And, yeah. you know, you were just, what, there with friends? It was just a sort of... Because looking at the lineup, it was Audio Slave and Iron Maiden as headliners. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so I was uh, I was about 15 at the time. And uh, it was my first... Well, sorry, it was my second uh, big, you know, uh, uh, festival. I'd done Ozfest the year before, but... Oh. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was my first, well, second big festival, so I was really getting into um, metal at that point, and uh, we, me and my friend Al, who I'll give a shout out to him now, we were, uh, it was just me and him heading up for the weekend, and um, yeah, we were just up there primarily to see uh, Iron Maiden, because I love Iron Maiden as well. Yeah. Um, uh, went up, yeah, the story, so it went up on the on the Saturday you know, had a good old day, saw Maiden was absolutely flying high because they're my, you know, I'd say my first slash second favourite band anyway. Yeah, was that, was that the Dance of Death era? Uh, it was just before, I just believe. Before, I think so. Dance of Death was September 2003. Right, so yeah, it was yeah, I think just you're right. before. So sort of just they on the tail end of Brave New World. That's it, yeah. They sort of played a, a you know, a greatest hits set because, uh, and a few Brave New World tracks. Oh, yeah. Um, Great album. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, world. absolutely really, amazing. Really amazing album. Yeah, but sorry, sorry. Continue with the Metallica story. <laughs> Getting distracted because yeah. just looking at this lineup, it just makes me pine for the old early two yeah. thousand days of rock because there's so many cool oh, bands. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, I saw Maiden on the Saturday night, flying high, you know, ticking the box in life. Absolutely mm-hmm. great. Uh, and then, so the next day, you know, uh, a bit hungover, me and my friend, you know, well, there wasn't really many bands we wanted to see until the afternoon. Sure. So we thought, right, okay, you know, we'll go get some food. And you know what? I've, I've got some money. I'll, I'll go buy a T-shirt, uh, you know, with the festival T-shirt mm-hmm. stalls and all that sort of stuff. So I went over there. I was like, you know what? I got some money on me. I want to buy a really nice Metallica t-shirt. And I was flipping through all the things. Found a really nice long sleeve, you know, with a Metallica star on the inside, uh, on the front, with the flames going down the side. I was like, yeah, this is quality stuff, ideal. Went to pay. This was about, I don't know, about half past one, just after lunch. I went to pay, and the guy guy was like, "Uh, so you're going to go see them today? I was like, "Uh, uh, uh, no, what are you on about? They're, uh, They're not on the bill. He goes, nah, apparently there's a, you know, there's a rumor that they're going to be playing on the, the second stage today. Yeah, right. <laughs> As if, for the other one, right. you know. No chance. <laughs> no chance. That would have been kept a secret, yet alone they would play on the Sunday. No chance whatsoever. But then, in my mind, I knew, I was aware that they were actually in the UK at that point filming. Um, they were doing a couple shows uh, a couple of days before for yep. Top of the Pops. Yeah. and. Uh, CD, CD UK. UK, which is just for, for our overseas listeners, you might be familiar <laughs> with Top of the Pops. It's quite a famous show that it was cancelled recently, but it was kind of the defining, like, you know, I think Dick Clark has a similar show in the US. I'm not quite sure, but, you know, yeah. CD UK, I believe it played after SMTV, if I'm rem- if I remember yeah, correctly. Like more of a pop thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like, just like, it was right. like a sort of pop star UK show that Metallica played frantic on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they were doing a press tour. I mean, earlier this month, which is, uh, I guess, just before, this was June uh, 1st, it went down. But um, on in May, they had filmed MTV Icon. You know, they had done the St. Anger video in San Quentin. So they were on that role. And, yeah. you know, it's so, so great because this is a band that loves their fans. And they just thought, like, we've got to do CD UK, but we've got to do download. You know what I mean? We've got to give back in that way. Yeah. And it was, you know, the first time that they would have played in the UK since, you know, well, since Jason left, yeah. since all yeah. that stuff went down, you know, J- uh, James's rehab, you know, they hadn't been over for a very long time. So it was sort of, uh, yeah, for them to come and do something surprise like this, you know, we're back, here you go, you know, it was typical Metallica style to do it like that. It, yeah. was, it was absolutely yeah. brilliant. So, so and you, like you so said, you, yeah, you descend on the tent, I assume, after being told this information. Well, yeah, exactly. So what I, I, you know, I got my T-shirt. I thought, you know, this guy, I don't, nah, I, I don't believe that. It's too, it's yeah. too good to be true. It's way too good to be true. So I thought, well, we've got nothing going on. Uh, you know, but there's not really many bands we want to see. So I said to my friend Al, I was like, look, let's go over, let's go over to the tent, and uh, you know, just, just in case, let's just go sit there. So what I did is I got my lanyard. Remember, you used to get. I don't know if you still get them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Lanyards with all the band times and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I had a look at my lanyard at that second stage, you know, the tiny stage, the size of someone's back garden. <laughs> and I had a look at the stage times and uh, it had Apocalyptica right, in this right. slot when they were meant to play. Every single band had half an hour and then Apocalyptica was meant to be playing with an hour slot. And I said to myself, that's a bit odd. That's, that's <laughs> going on there, especially as you know, Apocalyptica have covered a few Metallica songs anyway. So I thought, right, okay, let's uh, let's go over. Still knackered, hungover. Thought, right, and there was this grass verge just outside of the uh, around the tent. So let's grab some food, mate. Let's sit down. Let's have a, you know, let's have a bit of a chill out time. Yeah. 
And um, so I actually fell asleep. <laughs> I was that tired. I actually fell asleep. And then I woke up about 20 minutes later, and it was like a, a, a herd, a stampede. <laughs> a pe- I haven't seen anything like it. A stampede yeah. just legging it to this tent. Yeah. And uh, my mate woke me up. Mate, 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 look, it's happening, it's happening. And I said, right, let's go. So we both got up, absolutely just sprinted it to the uh, into the tent. And I was, you know, I was only 15 at that point. So I was very nimble and very, you know, quite skinny. So I was managed to push my way to the, to the front and all that sort of stuff. And I actually lost my friend. It right. was one of those, it was one of those, you know. Um, Unnecessary one... sacrifice, I think. That's it, yeah. But he caught up with me later on. So, yeah, ran to the front of the, the stage absolutely busy and i was looking around and i was like right what's going on because there was no sign whatsoever of them actually being here mm. just a load of you know there was a, a drum just kit this mob, a... mob mentality isn't it someone's heard That's a rumor it. and everyone flocks yeah 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 the drum kit had a sheet over it there was some amps there of some sort all got sheets over but i managed to get like where the video is on youtube that someone's taken of this i was pretty much in the same sort of location as them right. so to have that video uploaded for me was really cool because I was that's my you know my view. So anyway, um yeah, I was uh yeah, we stood there for a good sort of uh, 15 minutes and then all of a sudden one of the roadie comes out, takes off the sheet off the amps and obviously down all the amps they've got the Metallica M oh. and it was just a massive roar. It was on. It was happening, you know. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Yeah. It, yeah. In- incredible. And um there's thankfully a few photos on the page notes on the Metallica website which are really really good. And one of them shows the sort of stage that it was, which is a stage that anyone that's been to a festival will be familiar with, say the John Peel stage or any second. Stage. It's kind of a very large canopy tent, but what would you say the max capacity? A couple of thousand in there at max? Yeah, I'd say about that maximum. Yeah, yeah. easily. I mean, I managed to get in. And what they actually did after, you know, it got pretty rammed is they put the security, put a, an outer perimeter around the outside of the tent. Yeah. Because, if you know, you hear Metallica's playing on the second stage, you're going to get the whole festival there. You yeah. know, I felt, I felt sorry for less than Jake that were playing the main stage. <laughs> Oh, that is a raw deal. But, you know, unfortunately, when the Talica boys come through. So, um, you know, the amps are revealed. I can only imagine seeing those M's adorning those grills. Like, and, and the backlog is great as well. And as I say, it's just cool to see Metallica in this environment. When they descended, was was XC of Gold played or did they just sort of enter? No, no, no that was uh, that was a surprise. It was all very sort of like, we're on, let's go, let's sure. go. So, yeah, the, um, so the, the roadie took the covers off the amps. And then within about a minute of that intro tape of Blackened starts mm-hmm. straight into it. So, uh, yeah, the intro tape of Blackened starts just before, as they do, you know, Lars comes. You can see it on the video if you go onto YouTube. Yep, and yep. Search it. Lars comes out, you know, on the drum kit, hand up in the sky. We're back. Massive roar. James just comes out into Blackened Rift. Boom. It starts. It's yeah. And, uh, it's it's an incredible. Yeah. It's, it's a fantastic rendition of Blackened. I love that they open with Blackened as well. I think they did this a lot for the sort of say anger era, and it just sets such a precedent. You know, it's it, such an incredible song. We've we've covered it earlier uh, on the channel with Ethan, but you know, it is a wonderful, wonderful tune. But um, you know, what what I like is about the show that the the energy is really there as well, and you can see this on the video of which there isn't. Unfortunately, dear listeners, that faithful video really. There's a video that's like most of the show. I'd say 75% of the show but the audio is soundboard audio to quite janky visuals so you sort of have to get that but even watching this very brittle visual it still comes across here uh, Martin that you know the uh, the crowd were just ravenous for this music oh yeah 
Yeah, you know, like we said before, you know, the the you know, no one had seen them for the last few years. Yeah. You know, no one even thought that they might see them again. You know, they were on the verge of breaking up. Yeah. Um, and for them to just turn up, we're back, we still got it. Boom! It was. Uh, this is my first gig, you know, the first time seeing Metallica. Oh my god! It was the perfect mix that I wouldn't, I wouldn't change for the world. Yeah, yeah, so good. I mean, such a crushing number, Black, and on such yeah. a tiny stage. James is rocking that sort of post-reload look, early say anger look yeah. with the sort of the main mustache combo. Um, you know, this is before skinny Death Magnetic James and yeah. more sort of like Grandpa Biker James in Hardwired and stuff like that. You know, um, and everyone sounds great. Like the band, the band sound really tight. Like obviously they've been on this sort of press tour, they've been holding their chops, but you know there's nothing lost here from any of the classic performances. I'm really impressed by them. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a really good, uh, well, it was a really good show on the whole. But yeah, Blackened was uh, definitely a highlight. It's one of my favourite songs yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, another thing that was uh, you know everyone was sort of fixated on was okay, so we've got them back, but there's this new guy. Here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like okay, let's see if it works, you know. And uh, Rob, you know, and he still does. Rob did. Uh, Rob did really, really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely rose to the occasion. There's a great moment in Black, and actually, when Kirk takes the solo, um, the sort of the more frigid mode in the second section, and then it's just James and Rob facing off, just indulging in the chunkiness of that battle of the dunk, 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 dunk. You know, yeah. really sort of zoning each other out, and it's awesome. And you know, we get a one-two punch. We get an inspired set list here. Uh, blackened into no remorse. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, oh, that was one, that's always been one of my favourite songs of of, uh, of Kill 'Em All. Mm. It's uh, yeah, a brilliant song, and uh, yeah, they did a really good job of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, really a, it's cool. a breakneck pace. James screaming, no remorse. Uh, you know, uh, Lars just shouts attack before cutting into that. You know, excellent middle section. Um, it's just, it's, it's just so lively. And you know, yeah. I think, I think everyone there is just so grateful. There are, there's no phones either because it's 2003. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's just horns aloft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that about yeah. um, going to gigs back then. You know, yeah. there was no everyone's got a phone out and uh i mean even today the way that i see it is you know if i go to a show i'm not going to stand there with my phone out because there's a thousand other people here exactly. with their phone yeah. out it's going to be on youtube within five seconds i'll just grab it off them yeah We're probably with a better phone than i have as well the, exactly. you know more clarity and yeah they're willing to live you know um pearl jam played some gigs recently in chile and on twitter it was like everyone was periscoping it it's like you know you could just watch the full yeah. gig so uh you know that's uh, yeah. good and bad but i appreciate what you're saying i'm similar age and i remember going to gigs around this time and yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't want to sound like an old man complaining but i think objectively phones are shit at concerts like take them away like you know there's no yeah. real no, but you know how many music podcasts have gone down this route let's focus back onto metallica um harvester, harvester <laughs> of sorrow is the third track which again i mean an incredible number just thick as fuck as well the sound is excellent it really gets that justice crunch yeah yeah, I've always loved this song. Great song. Um, I've sort of, I've sort of put it in the. I have like you know with Metallica songs. You know, Spade to Black and Sanitarium are quite uh, similar. Yeah. You know, and I put uh, Harvester of Sorrow with a kind of thing that should not be. It's like a bit you know heavy, yeah. crunchy, long form riffing. Funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I've, yeah, I've loved uh, "Thing That Should Not Be" and uh, yeah, "Harvester Harvester of Sorrow" is great. I've always loved that song. Yeah, yeah, an amazing song. Like I remember, I was reading Mick Wall's book recently, "End Tonight," his sort of classic Metallica biography, which is very good. Um, but he called this song boring. He said it was like a boring lead single off Justice. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like this is, a, this is a, one of the, this is an amazing song. But um, we go into sanitarium which you know just metallica are really putting their balls on the table here being like we're back remember yeah. how many in case you'd forgotten which you're an idiot if you had because we've always been great but in case you'd forgotten we're going from harvester into sanitarium which again is so wonderful i think especially the end section of this song really powerful yeah oh it's great yeah and they yeah like i said you know they they hadn't slowed down they hadn't no. sped up they'd just been consistent you know they they really uh yeah, they, they sounded great. That's all I can say, you know. Yeah, they really did. James screaming, yeah. leave me the fuck alone as we get into the middle yeah. section. And the band are just really enjoying themselves. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think it's a terrific rendition. They just rock really, really hard. And then they go off stage at this point for sort mm-hmm. of, a, you know, a false encore, as it were. Digging into Frantic, which... Yeah. Had you heard before this song, before they played it live? Uh, it, okay, was it out so... at this time? I'm trying to think of the No, time. no. Uh... So Say Anger, if I'm correct, came out the end of June 2003, and this was at the start. Um, I had seen Frantic before when they played it. uh, So they'd done the MTV Icon thing about two or three weeks before this gig, Hmm. uh, and they debuted Frantic on that show. So I'd seen it on there. Um, yeah, yes. You know. Saint, Saint Anger, sorry, was a June fifth, two thousand and three. It was released, so just a couple of days oh, after this performance. Nah, but, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So no one really experienced it in commercial form. And I love the intro to Frantic. It's so bellicose. It's so officious. It's a real announcement. It's a real like. If you don't like this sort of music, you're not going to like this. No. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so I, you know that album wasn't out, and it was. You know, it was before. You know, uh, Spotify or YouTube was yeah. you know mainly kicked out, you know, the the popularity of it. So you couldn't just go on to uh, onto YouTube or anything and or download it. So it was very sort of okay. I've heard this once a couple of weeks ago. You know, when I video video recorded it off of uh, Sky TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad quality. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, 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 we heard it, but it was uh, to hear it again was okay. With all. With all songs, seeing them live, you know they they sound better than they do on the record anyway, because you've got the you know the the, the, the live atmospherics yeah. to it. Yeah. I mean, they you know hearing it live for the first time was was great. You know, powerful, fast, raw. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I like it, but you know, I'm not a massive Saint Anger fan. No. I mean, I'll listen to it every once and again, you know, for like the nostalgia side of thing to bring me back to that period in my life, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it at all. It's, no, I think it's okay. No, I, I do quite like the song "Frantic." We're actually covering it very. I might have covered mm. it already on the show. It's one of the next songs coming up uh, on my notes. But I do think with songs like "Frantic" and a lot of the really good songs from "Say Anger," if you would have given them to another band, say if "Corrosion of Conformity" and it, "Frantic" was their song, I think people yeah. would like it. I think just because yeah. it's Metallica and "Say Anger," people just it's this it's this sort of glass for, for some people that they can't get past. And, and I understand that. But yeah, I think this is a good version. I'm just looking at some of the photos as well on the website as I said before, and some of them are from behind Lars and behind. Yeah. James looking forward and it is a mass of people uh it looks awesome and it's almost better than a sort of festival mass where it's just kind of never-ending thing it's quite a contained large crowd you know oh yeah um I mean frantic what was the crowd reaction like you know were people digging it or (laughs) like when uh you know a band plays a new song it's sort of 
I don't think a lot of people there have maybe seen the MTV icon thing. So yeah. it was, you know, and you could see people nodding their heads, sort of, you know, like just, yeah. I don't know, I'm not familiar with it, but it's cool, it's cool, you know. And then obviously when the main riff kicks in, the people started, um, but yeah, the, uh, the the reaction to it was 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 positive, very positive. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah, and a frantic sense of dynamics as well when it goes, you know, very low down to the ground and then gets very aggressive. Yeah. Um, I think works better in the live atmosphere as well. It just comes across a bit more convincingly. Obviously, the drums they bother a lot of people in here. They're just you know m much more faithful in terms of classic uh, ideologies. There, uh, sad but true is next, which again, you know, a staple. Um, yeah. You know, James says actually before this, like the last song was called Frantic, in case you didn't realise, you know, the amount he repeats yeah. the, the, the term. But uh, this version of Sad But True, you know, any any fans that might have been a bit soured in the tent, I think they return to that good Metallica medicine here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What can you say about Sad But True? Yeah, like you yeah. said, it's a staple. Great song. You know, it, it's one of the, you know, they bring the pace down. It's a similar sort of thing that should not be thumpy, down tuned guitars in your face. Brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. And unfortunately, um, for myself and for most people in the world, uh, our experience of the concert really ends here because there's no more footage. Uh, we don't see Saint Anger, Master of Puppets, Creeping Death, or Damage Inc., which is a great foursome of songs, goddamn, to close out the concert. But uh, any abiding memories from this section, mine? Um, Creeping Death's my favourite song. So for them yeah. to play that, you know, I mean, it's a lot of people's favourite song. And, and it's it's mine as well, yeah, and it, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's got everything you need in it. it does. Um, so yeah, for them to play that at the end, you know, uh, that was that was. I remember that was a highlight for me. Um, but yeah, I was very surprised when they closed out with Damage Inc. Because mm. um, uh, before before they came back, uh, you know, after all the Jason stuff, I mean, they never really played it that much. You know, the sort of end of load S and M Damage, uh, sorry, Garage Inc. era. Yeah. So for them to hear, for us to hear that at this time, it was sort of like, okay, they're really digging back, you know, into yeah. the deep cuts, you know, yeah. this yeah. is awesome. Really cool. Yeah. Fast. Just, yeah. Just as Master yeah. ends with Damage Inc., you know, maybe a nod perhaps to that, um, you know, but yeah, this was a, a great concert and I want to urge people to go back and check out the footage that is available. Um, it's so awesome. I'm sure they've done things similar. I know they played Amoeba Records a few years ago and they've done other sort of closed room ideas. And I think at Orion Festival, they did a surprise show as Dahan and they did Kill yeah. Em All. So, yeah, you know, was... and I think they've done other stuff in various places. Please comment below and let us know and make us aware of those things. But, you know, they are they are privy to doing this sort of stuff. So that is really, really cool. Um, and apparently Blackened, recordings of Blackened, No Remorse, Harvester of Sorrow and Welcome Home Sanitarium were released on frantic singles as sort of B-sides. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a nice addition. I actually just want to tell a quick story about my experience with a surprise act slash band. So I don't know if are you aware of the Gaslight Anthem, Martin? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. They're sort of a sort well, of. Brady really likes them. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he turned me on to them. Yeah, they're they're okay. I only really knew their earlier stuff. This was two thousand and nine. They're sort of a blue collar, you know. Um, Springsteen is the obvious comparison, sort of you know rock, and it's pretty it's pretty well written. I think the fifty nine sound their second album is actually pretty good. So anyway, that album was out at the time. Uh, I was in Glastonbury, which is sort of the you know the famed festival, uh, two thousand and nine, and we saw Gaslight Anthem on a stage much like this. And just as they went to play Fifty Nine Sound, uh, Bruce Springsteen came out and played the song with them. 
And apparently it was hinted at in the lanyards where he had said, like, in his interview that he was he was the band he was looking out for at the festival. But, you know, who's supposed to catch that? But, yeah, that was just a major surprise. You can see that on YouTube. And you see me and my friend going mad in the front row as well. You can sort of spot a young Tom Quee if you want to if you want to look for that. But, uh, yeah, let us know as well. Have you had any surprise experiences at festivals or otherwise? Metallicapod at gmail.com. Get in touch with me there. Subscribe to the show. Support the show. Anyway, you can. Thank you so much for listening. That is the best way to support the show. Um, Martin, this has been great. Any closing thoughts on this experience for you? Um, no, not really. Yeah, I no. think we've covered it all. I just wanted to. Uh, I thought I'd get in touch and yeah. you know share my experience pretty this much because you know, like like you said, you know, a lot of people probably aren't even aware of this. You know, and yeah. they are prone to doing this sort of thing, and that's what makes them who they are. Not a lot of bands do it, but you know, they they have the uh, the ability to do it, and they always like to give back to the fans. They do, they do. And, you know, mm. thank you, Metallica, for giving it back to us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. So just before we go, Martin, is there any um, projects? Is there a Twitter for you? Is there anything you'd like to promo? Uh, no, not really. No, no. I'm, um, I've got a Facebook page and that sort of stuff. I don't really do the social no, media no. thing too much, to be fair. You know, I don't... Uh, no, just a normal dude. <laughs> no, this, is, this has been great, man. So um, I'm sure we'll get you back on for a song or something in the future. That'd be cool to go yeah. over something else. But, uh, yeah, thank you for everyone for listening again. Please subscribe the channel comment below thank you for listening check out the concert martin this has been great thank you man yeah brilliant